Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, aka Mr. Impact, and we are back. New year, new start, brand new, not brand new show, but brand new show of this year. Talking bloody nonsense, episode four, already, oh, pretty, pretty cool. Four and like the horseman. Yep. Oh no, fortune four. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> I'm sure most people wish it wasn't, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, as you can see, I am joined, of course, by my wonderful co-host, Nixon. How are we doing? Yeah, all good, thank you. Did you have a good Christmas, Craig? Yeah, good. You know, family drama, but all good. Went well, Christmas went, went well, New Year went well, so, and you? Excellent, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I worked um, for New Year, as I always uh, do, but it was fun. Um, very relaxed atmosphere. We usually would do this massive New Year party. In the last couple of years, we haven't been able to do it, obviously. Um, but it was, yeah, very subdued. Everyone had a good time. It was safe. Yeah, yeah, really oh, good time. That's great stuff. And obviously, uh, also no lockdown. Yay! So, <laughs> can, can I continue with wrestling as it as it happens, even though uh, Eric Young had to cancel his UK tour, which is unfortunate. Oh, that's a shame. New COVID protocols, so yeah. but he's back in March, I believe. Okay, well, well, we'll see what protocols are in place then, shall we? Yeah, it's very true. All right, so uh, without any further ado, let's get this show started. We're gonna kick off with our main headline, and it is a it is a pretty big headline and, and a good headline to see in places. For sure. Anyway, uh, we start off with the uh, announcements of uh, Jonathan Gresham coming in hard to kill to defend his Ring of Honor World Championship and as well as uh, a few other little uh, drops of uh, interesting what I'm looking for a few little teasers on the way by uh, Georgia Iceman on BTI that more Ring of Honor superstars will be coming in of course Dion Perrazzo will face Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship after the week after hard to kill even better. Uh, Tommy Dreamer uh, is now back in the fold of Impact Wrestling. Not sure what he role he'll play, but on the opposite side of that, we've had uh, Rohit Raju and Matt Stryker are now no longer with Impact Wrestling, which is unfortunate because, especially Rohit, because he had such a great run last year. But yeah, let's get your uh, thoughts and feelings on everyone coming in, coming out. You know, start off with from start with the uh, Ring of Honor side of stuff. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good free agents on the market at the moment, courtesy of the the Ring of Honor situation. But I mean, no one really knows what's happening with Ring of Honor. Are they relaunching in April as a a company? Are they going to do standalone shows? I mean, they're owned by a TV company, so it's it's very hard to to say at this point in time. Um, so will the all these free agents go back to Ring of Honor, if even if they're signed with Impact or AEW? Well, well I mean, time will tell on that. I'm sure we'll do a, an episode later down the line. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Gresham defending the Ring of Honor World Title on on an Impact pay per view. You know, 15 years ago, we would never have thought we'd be saying that. Um, and Chris Sabin's the perfect opponent for him. They're going to steal the show. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I can't wait for that match. Um, and then Gresham's got other defences. I know with GCW, 
and uh, a lot of other places terminus yeah it's exciting um i'd love for us to be able to add jonathan gresham to our roster i don't think it will happen i think he could go anywhere he wanted um and i'm glad to see him on hard to kill i just for some reason i can't see him signing with impact wrestling full term um i mean who knows what could happen down the line but i mean i i try and follow uh wrestling news rumors and and all that as much as i can i don't really know who else is planning on coming in obviously um roxy the the world women's champion is going to be defending against diana perazzo winner take all maybe um so that's exciting but i saw she had a wwe tryout as well Yes. Is that a spoiler for the outcome of the Parazzo Rock C match, maybe? That's my thinking. Mm. Okay, spoiler yeah. alert. Well, a bit right now. But yeah, I mean, who else is uh, did George Iceman um, tease on coming in? Just I, other Ring of Honor names? I don't think he said uh, specific names, but uh, more Ring of Honor stars making their way to impact i didn't see the episode i haven't because with, with it being a uh year year review show mm. or year end of year show i didn't, I didn't really watch it no I, I usually watch bti when impacts on coming up early yeah. in the morning but i didn't watch it but i i mean the only one who had really had more of a uh teaser was a uh, speedball mike bailey but we already knew about him yeah yeah exactly is there any time frame, or is he the Via Mahan of Impact Wrestling? Oh, I hope not. Um, I saw the, I watched the video. They bleeped out the date he was coming. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's Impact being Impact, or if it's just, they just don't know when. Mm. But I, I'm not sure. But, but of course, of course uh, as well as coming in, we also have Rohit and Matt Stryker leaving. Thoughts on that? It's a shame about Rohit. Um, hopefully he'll be back one day. Um, it could be a simple case of uh, contract expiring. He wants to go do something. He wants to go on holiday. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a shame if he doesn't intend to come back. But I'm sure he's got other things in the works. Uh, exciting new ventures for himself. So, you know, I wish him all the best. Um it's a shame that he's leaving, but I'm sure he'll go on and do really cool stuff elsewhere. Uh, Striker, again, um, shame he's leaving, but I know he's got uh, baseball commitments. So, yes. yeah, um, hopefully he, you know, he goes off and does really well in those other ventures. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe we'll grab a, a certain commentator from Ring of Honor. That would be nice. <laughs> right, yeah, I know that's uh, uh, a lot of people want that, along with uh, Vader Scott as a three-person booth with Gila. Okay. It would be good to add. I mean, we had Madison Rain as a commentator in the pandemic, and I thought she did a great job. Um, yeah. It would be cool to see another female back in the the commentary booth. And I think that would be a, a really cool three-person booth. Vader, yes. Ian I Riccoboni. I think Ian Riccoboni is the best play by play guy on the scene at the moment it'll be really cool I, to, to add him yeah, to I the wrestling roster page 
yeah, it's it's just it's just an exciting time for Impact heading into Hard to Kill right now. Yeah, of course. You know, when I saw the announcement of Jonathan Gresham coming in to face Chris Sabin, I nearly dropped my phone. I <laughs> it was I didn't expect it. I I know I can't see Gresham signing anywhere until he knows completely what's going on in Ring of Honor. I can't see him going anywhere mm. until Ring of Honor's future has been decided one way or the other. Like, I can't see that happening. I mean, he's he's obviously committed to that first show back. They've got to do some yeah. sort of title unification with him and Bandido at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I think you're right on that front. He won't sign anywhere exclusively. Yeah, it's just... It's not going to happen, especially as Ring of Honor World Champions go around defending the Ring of, Ring of Honor World Championship. So, clearly... That title is going to be used at some point. Mm. He, he wants to can't be defending on Ring of Honor TV right now, so he wants to be a fighting world champion, and he can go, he can go wherever he wants. It's a pretty it's like a pretty good deal for him. Yeah, and um, especially with uh, his own show Terminus coming up on the sixteenth, and that's that can be a phenomenal show. We've got uh, Jordan Grace versus Kira Hogan for the Digital Media Championship. Uh, Moose. Uh, I guess I believe it honestly, it's Alex Cologne, but I don't think it is. What from another, the, I, oh, the, Alex, the Alex Co- it's Alex Coughlin. Co- I can't Coughlin. I can't say his name. <laughs> but yeah, Moose on the show got uh, Jay Lethal. Um, most other people, it's going to be a phenomenal show. Now for the Ring of Honor World Championship versus Josh Alexander. In a pure rules match, that's I can't I can't wait to see that match, and it's only fourteen forty nine on Fight TV, so not bad. Yeah. And uh, just before we move on as well, um, as I mentioned, Tommy Dreamer that's earlier, earlier, technically announced last year, but Tommy Dreamer is back in the fold at Impact Wrestling, which hasn't been announced whether he's going to be on TV. I don't think he will be for quite a while yet. But I imagine he's had a pretty heavy hand in this uh, upcoming 10-man hardcore war match. Yeah, I would have thought he'll have some input in that. As far as Dreamer goes, I know um, when he was cancelled, it was before we were doing the podcast, so we never got a chance to really talk about it. Um, Obviously, Dreamer said what he said on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. He has apologised for it. He, I mean, he's not Ric Flair. He's not the one that um you know allegedly sexually harassed the woman on the plane but what dreamer said was uh out of order he's apologized for it i'm I'm sure he has i mean he's got a wife and two twin girls he needs to be accountable for for saying things like that so hopefully he's learned his lesson i'm sure he has as i say he has apologized so yeah it's too soon to put him back on tv because there would be um, outrage on Twitter. But for yeah. him to be back behind the scenes, I don't have a problem. No, it's okay. Tommy Dreamer. Well, uh, so Tommy Dreamer, um, well, obviously when he was in Impact, people were complaining a lot about him being on TV an awful lot. And with this extra thing added on top of that, it's, it's not going to be a good mix if they put him on TV too soon. But... You know, like I said, if we, we said it on when it first uh, happened on the 
over on the TNIW said it that you know completely out of order what he said but he has apologized 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 and apologized and apologized he, and people should be able to make a mistake which he has he's owned it and you know he, if as long as he's learned, learned from his lesson bring him back he, you know he still needs he still has bills to pay yeah exactly but as, as, as for Rohit and striker, I mean Rohit it's kind of it's a little bit more shocking because he had such a great run uh, during the pandemic probably one of the one of the best championship runs of the pandemic in front of no crowd that is as a mid-card title I'm not, I'm not saying that term because the exhibition title isn't really mid-card but in when he's up against like the IC titles of that it's on the chips it's around that level but it's way more way more than that but again as for striker I, I like Matt striker a lot I thought he had added a he was entertaining on commentary he's you know dropping a song lyric here and there or like his emotion I love that I, I love seeing Matt striker pop yes he did an awful and he made it feel special it was the uh, Moose and uh, uh, Josh moment. His emotion, like, incredible. And, and I mean, Dio made that moment by saying, damn you, Moose. But yeah. it was still... Yeah, they both great. did a great job during that match and that moment. Uh, yeah, they made yeah. um, a legendary moment iconic. Yes. It struck out a lot to that. So... Uh, now we'll move on to our sub-headline number one. And it was announced uh, earlier this week around, I think New Year's Eve it was announced, that uh, Progress Wrestling over here in the UK have new owners. They are, uh, excuse, me, excuse me for butchering the name, but uh, Lee McAteer and Martin Best, who are part, part of the ownership board at Tramiro's Football Club. Okay. Uh, they're They've announced the new show and they'll be coming back for the, the uh, live crowd January 23rd at the Electric Ballroom in Camden and it's called The Word Is Progress, which I believe we've already a pretty stellar car fact so far. We'll see uh, Progress had a little bit of a, it took a bit, went down a little bit after everything that happened before and it's about speaking out all that type of stuff yeah so new ownership uh i think uh jim smallman's no longer part of the company yeah i can get uh thoughts on that you know new owners new owners and owners who own a football club coming in to take over a wrestling company progress are probably top top three uk promotions in terms of brand and obviously they have their relationship with the WWE and from what I saw I think Jeff Jarrett may have some sort of involvement in it I may have misread it but Jarrett I found out from Jarrett's Twitter page first that Progress Wrestling have new owners I want to get your thoughts on Progress in general and the new ownership money well yeah you're right I think in terms of branding Progress is the number one wrestling company in the UK um it's, it's either them or ICW uh, they were hot a couple of years ago and you don't really hear much from them now um 
yeah, there's got to be, you know, numbers one and two right there. But uh, yeah, a new management for progress, great. You know, if they've um, got rid of the what's what's the term I want? I was going to say dead weight, but that's not correct. Doesn't matter. Um, new management. Uh, you know, as long as they're producing good shows um, with great wrestlers who are controversy free then yes. you know carry on doing what you're doing um and if they're able to keep that relationship with wwe so they're putting stuff on the network awesome good for them um i've never wrestled for progress i've got friends that have um I've got friends that wrestled you know when they did the big show at wembley um so I, I wish them all the best um and i hope the new management works out best for them i think we're entering into an era where all the big wrestling companies owned by people that own Premier League football clubs. Well, not Premier League, but yeah. British football clubs. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... That would be uh, very interesting if more companies came, uh, owners came in and bought wrestling companies. Yeah. But no, it's... I mean, the more money being put into wrestling, the better. But... That's, you know, I've, I'm not overly familiar with progress because they don't often come to the Midlands. They don't often come to, it's maybe Manchester, maybe three or four times out of the year. So it's kind of got for me to get to their shows, but of course I know who they are. You know, um, I believe I was nearly going to go to a progress show when they announced a rematch between LAX Santana Ortiz against uh, Jody Flash and Johnny Storm. I was there for the first match of that at uh, Impact versus the UK. Oh, yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, I was there for it. What a show. Mm. Maybe maybe one day we'll do a watch along of that. Yeah, yes. that'd be cool. John uh, Storm, what yeah. a kid. I wrestled Johnny so many times. He's uh, an interesting fella. Yeah, I, uh, off on a tangent a bit, but um, I saw a few months ago that Johnny Storm was doing a show in the town I used to live. It was only uh, 20, 30 minutes away from where I live now. But it was back at, uh, it was in my, my old high school. And I couldn't bring myself to go walk through those doors again, even, even if it was for wrestling. Really? <laughs> I could not walk through those gates again. It's triggering for you. I, I hated high school. I mean, high school, especially where it was awful. I saw it. Again, off on a tangent again, but someone tweeted that uh, like high school reunions need to be a thing in the UK. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Never. No, it's. But, but I back on to progress. I mean, I'm not overly familiar with them. I know they have a working relationship with the WWE, which has led to people like uh, you know, Ricky Shane Page and. Eddie Kingston being on the WWE Network, which some, no one really thought would ever be possible. Yeah. But in cool moments, and I, I'm familiar with stuff they've, they've done, but particularly their Hello Wembley show, the Trent's, yeah, Trent Seven and Doug Williams, I believe. That's right. Retirement match, yeah. Even had, uh, I think Doug, Doug's retirement lasted about, what, two, three years? Less than that. We had him on the yeah. WAW show about a month after. Oh, there we go. So much... <laughs> okay. 
uh, resting retirements. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's cool for them having new owners. I'm happy they have new owners. It's they needed it. They needed a fresh boost, and particularly after all the controversy trying to progress. I'm, I'm glad they've found a fresh start and hope they can they can continue with the success and giving a a, a big platform to UK independent wrestlers. It's just, it can only be a good thing. Absolutely. But now we move on to something I'm I'm very looking forward to talking about. We have uh, Impact Wrestling coming up this Thursday. It's Friday morning first in the UK, and we have Heath taking on Carl uh, Anderson, which I believe Carl Anderson broke his nose in that match. All right. Well, Heath broke Heath broke Carl Anderson's nose. Uh, we have a six six knockouts tag team match as uh, Lady Frost, Chelsea Green and Tasha Steeles take on Rosemary, Jordan Grace and Richard Ellering in a preview of the upcoming Ultimate X. Marsha Slamovich makes her in-ring debut as an official Impact contracted wrestler and Dion Perrazzo faces Mercedes Martinez which has become extra interesting after the news that Mercedes Martinez is now all elite. So I want to get your thoughts on just Impact and uh, yeah, on the upcoming show, obviously it's the go-home show. What are you looking forward to? And yeah, uh, how? what are your levels of excitement like for this go-home show? I, I mean, it's going to be a great preview of Hard to Kill because you've got the six women tag. Um, you've got three uh, fantastic women's matches announced for Impact. And there's three fantastic women's matches on Hard to Kill, which, you know, I remember the days when WWE were doing pay-per-views with no women's matches or one female match. And now you've got three on a card that we both said before we started recording is uh, the best card they've promoted in years. So, you know, good for Impact. I'm I'm loving the female representation. Um, And the... What was the other? Oh, yeah, Mercedes and Diana. Yes. That's going to be a hell of a match. And, you know, it's so cool to, to to be able to promote Mercedes, I'm guessing, one more time because she's signed for All Elite. Um, good for her. Uh, she'll do well there. They need more women and they need, to, they need to feature more women. They've got a great roster, but I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll talk about AEW another time. Um, we we know Impact have the best women's roster and the best female representation in wrestling. So yeah, I, it's going to be a great episode of Impact. Um, what was the other match? Oh yeah, Carl Anderson and Heath. I didn't know about Carl's yeah. nose. Is it like a yeah. Rich Holland situation? Did you see that on the the kickoff to the WWE pay per view? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, really? Yes. It's a constant thing. He announced it on the on the TNS podcast, uh, TNS vlog, so a talking shop vlog. We said that in the final show, that final final the final segment or final match of the shows for Impact on that taping, Keith broke his nose. So well, these things happen. Unfortunately, went through the entire taping. No, nothing. And then final match, when the final minutes of the, of the match. It's a broken nose. 
Uh, wrestling, right? Yeah. No, I I agree with everything you said. That this go been tasered. The go home show. I it's go home show is important because people on the fence may decide to either purchase or not purchase the pay per view. And this, if I wasn't already going to buy the pay per view. This will make me do it. Just on, just on paper, because Don Perez Mercedes Martinez is going to be phenomenal. Marsha Slamovich debuting. I'm I'm looking forward to it because she had a great match against Diana at uh, Knockdown. These uh, six knockout tag again, going to be great. I may not be the biggest Chelsea Green fan, but this is going to be a good match. And Heath versus Anderson. I mean Heath. Has completely got that WWE no 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 push off him. He's no longer that Heath, which is good because we never really got to see the side of Heath in WWE ever. Maybe a little bit as part of the Nexus and the core, but nothing to this extent. Heath Heath can go, and again, I don't want to jinx it, but he's following that trend of getting. Get released, getting jacked, going to Impact. I, I don't want. I don't want to come back to WWE because he is. He could. I said when he first came in that he could be an, an X, X Division champion. I still believe that maybe with the right push and the right storyline matches, maybe even a world champion. I don't know, but certainly more than just a tag team guy. I don't think we've seen enough of Heath yet in Impact. I know he signed last year, but he was out for a long time with that injury. I don't think he's quite got the ball rolling again yet. So Hard to Kill will be a good test for him. I want to see him featured more in singles matches, in tag matches with Rhino. I, I just need to see more of Heath before I can say, yeah, he's going to be a world champion or exhibition champion, whatever. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, we were at a, a Raw show in the O2, 2015, I think. Um, and Heath wrestled a dark match against, always oh, a main event match, something like that, um, against Matt Cardona. And had a great match. Just a, you know, a very simple, um, formulaic match just to warm the crowd up. It was fantastic. And that just goes to show how talented Cardona and Heath are. So, yeah, I, I would need to see more of that Heath in Impact. That's fair. I, I just thought, particularly his match against Moose in the beginning, I thought he did a phenomenal job. And with the right momentum, I, I could see him as an exhibition champion. But now, like I say, it definitely needs to be, yeah, you to keep, keep up with the momentum, keep it going, keep it going, make it stronger, make it faster. And then, who knows? Yeah. But now we move on to Hard to Kill, which okay, I'll run through the card, but a very extremely good card. And I went, I wish I went, I went to get the card offline to write it all down and stuff. And uh, I saw on the Knockouts Ultimate X match, it was listed as the main event. Really? I, yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know if 
how reliable that site was, but it was listed as the main event. And like, Moose Singh Cardona put, put as number three on the card. Moose Cardona and Morrissey. But again, it could be just someone just taking for a ride. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, uh, as card as it stands, which can't see anything else being added to it, but we go with the Knockouts Ultimate X match. Rachel Ellery, Lady Frost, Jordan Grace, Tasha Steels, and Chelsea Green and Rosemary. Dion Peraza versus Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship in a Texas death match. That should be the main event. Oh. That should be. Yeah. I mean, I can't see a situation where that isn't the main event, honestly. There's a Texas death match for the <laughs> Knockouts World Championship. It's the legendary Mickey James. It's the, you know, the, the what's the word I want? She's transcended um, the Knockouts division. Deonna Perazzo, yeah. she's the longest reigning champion, um, the best champion we've ever had. You know, what, how can it not be the main event? Uh, uh, I, I, I agree. I mean, the rest of the card is going to be same. We have uh, the Impact World Championship as well. Moose versus Matt Cardona versus W. Morrissey. Josh Alexander faces Jonah. Uh, the Good Brothers and Violent by Design Take on Rhino, Eddie Edwards, Heath, Rich Swan, Willie Mack in a 10-man hardcore war. The inspiration defend the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships against the influence. Uh, Trey McGowan defends the Exodus Championship against Steve Macklin. And Jonathan Gresham defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris Sabin. I mean, that... Obviously, any of those matches could be the main event. They're, they're, they're that good. I mean, maybe not the... 10 man hardcore war but that's that could definitely be on a co-main event level for sure if that if this was the hardcore justice impact plus special that could easily be a main event any of those matches could be the main event of any pay-per-view anywhere um across the country it's going to be such an incredible event but i stand by it yeah marazzo diana perazzo and mickey james should be the main event and i think the ultimate x match should start the show because it's nearly as important as the main event the opener of the show i always love going on first because you're able to set the the tone for the rest of the show it's such an important position to be in and as kevin owens said um on one of the wwe 24 documentaries if you're not on last you want to be on first yeah, considering it's, it's the first ever knockouts all X match, it should go on first. Yeah, I can I can understand that that, that that mentality because if you're on first, you you set the bar, you say follow that. Yes. For the main event, then you 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 your 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 responsibility to send the people home happy. Yeah. So I I can understand that, that, that mentality and I completely agree. The knockouts ultimate X has to start. The Ultimate X at Summerversary opened, and from then on, like it, that match set the bar so high, but every match followed it, and it's the same with every Impact pay per view. Yeah. Whoever starts always sets the bar high, and the rest seem to follow. Maybe one or two matches that drop a little bit, but it's never drastic to the point where, oh, that was the worst match on the card. It's always difficult to decide the least favorite match mm-hmm. and, and and the favorite match because. Because they 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 are usually all so good. I mean, especially this card. I I in the the uh, Moose uh, Cardona Marcy main event. 
I kind of want Cardano to win, but he's not going to. I really want Cardano to win, but it's just it's just not going to happen. Especially if Chelsea Green wins the knockouts, Osmex. I just can't see it happening. Mm, yeah, I, you've been very vocal about your support of uh, of Matt Cardona, and I certainly wouldn't be offended if uh, if he didn't if he if he did go on and win. It would be great, but it's yeah. still too early to take the belt off Moose. Yeah, and when it does happen, it has to be Josh. It, at this stage, it has to be Josh Alexander who yeah. beats Moose for the World Championship. Me. Also, I mean, I, I'm going to make a controversial point here. Um, with the whole Tony Khan, Big Swole stuff, I mean, the lads talked about it on the TNAIW, on the mothership. Um, and and then Brock Lesnar, white man, wins WWE Championship off Big E. Yeah. We, we, can't be, we can't be following suit here. <laughs> Moose has to retain, I'm sorry. Not just because yeah. of that. No, I, it's that whole thing. I mean, I always knew Tony Khan was a bit of a nubhead anyway, but he's kind of just proven it a bit more now. But you know, it's like I, I do kind of agree. It's we definitely don't want to follow suit because that will make people think, oh, Impact are just as bad as every other company who does that type of stuff, and they're not Impact. I, I don't mean this. this I don't want to come across as a dick, but Impact are Impact have the most quality in any promotion. Everyone is exactly the same at the same time, and if you deserve it, you get a push. It doesn't matter what you look like. It if you deserve it, you get the push. And Mike Cardona has been one of the hottest. Is the best wrestling independent scene right now. He's had he he, he, said, he said it himself. This year has been his best year in wrestling. He's won the IC title. He's won the US title. Yeah, he's had. Um, that's probably about all, about all he has done. But and the IC title run, you know, Lisa, Lisa said about that the better. Well, his second. Not just that, he won these championships at WrestleMania. Exactly. It's and even uh, Morrissey, he's had a, a great year and. People, when Impact first announced they were bringing W. Morrissey in, I mean, it there was mixed reactions, but Impact gave him a chance. They, they pushed him and they, he proved to everyone that, you know, he's probably one of the best big men in wrestling. Impact in general have the best big men in wrestling. You, you, you can have your Brock, Les, Brock, Brock Lesnar and your Bobby Lashley's, but Impact have big men who do more than that. Do more, more just just big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, you know they have, they have a lot more than that. And Moose and Morrissey are probably two of the best right now. And the yeah, fact that I mean, Morrissey's stuff in Impact has totally you know left his work in WWE you know in the dust. His yeah. stuff has been fantastic, and I never thought I would say that. You know, when Big Cass left WWE, I thought. You know, if he comes into impact, well, I'm not, I'm not interested. But he's been tremendous. That match he had the three-way with um, Eddie and Cardona, yeah, tremendous. Yeah, I can agree. And you know, when you, you especially with uh, when uh, Suzuki came in, you know, Suzuki 
he can pick and choose who he wants to work with. Impact can offer them someone to work with. Impact put him in that position to main an event in a match teaming with Suzuki. Yeah, team was as well, but for essentially a rookie in Impact, you know, to be given that, to, oh, you go, you got main event Impact and you team with Suzuki. I believe in his first match in Impact. Mm. You know that that's a big deal, and because he and he's 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 proven that he can be that guy. I mean, uh, during that match against Eddie and uh, Cardona, Eddie Edwards was clearly the, the biggest face in that match but towards the end Morris was getting chance yeah he, he turned the crowd to start cheering for him that's I mean I'm not sure how he felt about that accident he's basically yeah. the bad guy but that was it was great and like I said it's completely left big cast in the dust it's, it's W Morrissey I mean I wish they dropped the W but even today I wish they dropped the, dropped the W part but you know Big cast, like big cast who? Yeah. Because you know, Enzo and Cass, even though they were great, Enzo was clearly the mouthpiece and got the biggest spotlight. Yeah. Also, they tried to do the whole uh, heel thing with him in WWE, with Morrissey in WWE. Didn't work because partly was in a bad place, but also they, they rushed it. Yeah. But it's this, this just, this, yeah, just this card, man. I mean, uh, the the, the X Division Championship. What are your thoughts going to that? You know, it's, it's Macklin involved again, but it's a singles match this time. How are you feeling on that? Well, I mean, I made this point on the last episode, I think. Um, I can see Steve Macklin being a world champion in two years. You know, when um, Steve Cutler was released from WWE, and he started, um, they started showing vignettes for him. In impact, I thought, why do we need this guy? So, I mean, it's the same as W. Morrissey. He's um, totally changed my opinion on him. He's come in and done fantastic stuff, especially with Trey Miguel. That three-way at Bound for Glory stole the show. Um, yeah, it was. You know, I'd say it was on par with Mickey and Diana from that show. Wow. Uh, I I think it's time for Macklin to win. Um, to win the title, because that's how this story has advanced. You know, um, Trey couldn't pin him. Couldn't. He was winning the matches. Trey was, but he wasn't pinning Steve Macklin. So, I think the the story needs to be Macklin wins the title, and Trey goes on a um, what's what's the word? Not like a vengeance. Story. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I've I've lost the word. It happens. Um, yeah. getting dropped on your head too many times in the ring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> retribution. Yeah, like the story the, for, the, for Macron, uh, for the, Trey. The, um, the hero go go after the villain, try and get one back back what yeah. he want, what's his. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. I guess I, I yeah. Um, and then, you know, when Trey wins the title back, and it has to be clean. Um, you don't damage Macklin too much because it has been a, a long-running story and then Macklin's free to advance up the card towards the world title. Yeah. That's how no, it's I, going. I, I, I agree. It's 
the way this has gone, Macken has to win this. Yeah. He's the stuff he's pulled, I mean, you know, kidnapping Trey, you know, that was like you you can't not win now. You pulled that much of a power move, you kind of have to back up and win. And with the extra championship in the beginning of the year, kind of for me anyway, had some of the, the shine taken off of it because it kind of it was hot shotted quite around around quite it was it was was it two years ago? It might be two years ago. I honestly can't remember now. It has been two years now. Yeah, see, it's dates no good. Of the you know going from uh, Mac to Bay to Rohit to whoever else, TJP and you know then Josh won it went on a phenomenal run as an exhibition champion and it sort of felt like it was going towards a um unification match against Kenny Omega which didn't happen so the only logical step was for Josh to drop it and go after the world championship Trey picked it up again I can't fault Trey his run right now it's been great stuff you know um Rocky, Rocky Romero, he had, he had a great match with him. I, and I love, Rocky, I love Rocky, Rocky Romero, he's phenomenal. And again, yeah, it's, you know, Laredo Kid and Macklin, but, or ELP, whoever. Trey's had a good run, he's had some good, good matches. When you have wrestlers of that calibre, like ELP, like Macklin, like Trey and um, Laredo Kid, you're gonna have good matches. No matter what combination you use, it's gonna be good matches. So I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I agree it has to be Macklin's turn. Because it just kinda of has to be. And Trey dropping it now. Trey needs a a little uh emotion. Like he needs to get that anger in him. That's uh, when he's at that's, his best. When he's yeah. passionate. Completely. He needs that fuel to have that passion, go on a, a tear and just have great matches on a way to reclaim the next the exhibition championship. No, it's and yeah, I just hard to kill is going to be incredible. And um, of course, they have some sponsors coming in as well, which is even better. Uh, yeah, some film called Freefall. Yeah, I I looked it up. It's um, the plot line's kind of. Like, oh, it's, it looks like a good film, but plotline's kind of. It's uh, I believe it's about a a woman who, uh, tries to commit suicide and then has to deal with with her overbearing husband. That was the tagline I saw. Right. Yeah. So. No, it looks like a good film. There's no, I don't think there's anyone well known to the UK side. Maybe more the states. I don't know, but you know, it's cool either way. It, especially. Impact having sponsorships right now is awesome. You know, uh, Pub's Blue Ribbon or that uh, that meal company. I forget their name. I should have written it down. Well, it doesn't affect us, does it? We won't be able to use it. No, but it's 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 cool that they can have sponsorships, especially you know, uh, the, the dropping ratings and stuff like that. It's good that they're getting some financial. Boosts here, here and here, here and there. It's it's cool for them, and I you know, just I didn't really like the when Impact had all those sponsors on the ring ring mat. 
joint it's TNA yeah. had uh, I, I've lost track of who was there, half of them were yeah. Yeah, they had Mortal Kombat, Jackass Two, um yeah. some uh, energy drink company that again we didn't have over here. Stacker, no. is that it? I think so. I have no. I, I, I forget I forget to check. And uh, of course the, the several uh, country singers they had on the ring apron. Mm. Like uh, Gretchen Wilson, I think was one of them. Yeah, uh, there are a few others. I think wasn't I believe Fozzie had a was he was that on the ring apron or they did, did or did they just do the thing for Bound for Glory? Did they have an oh, apron? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, well, I, I I I watched that footage recently, and you can barely tell it's called Jericho because it's yeah. so fuzzy. It's ridiculously fuzzy. Right, fuzzy for fuzzy. Yeah, it's 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 cool. The impact the fact that companies are now seeing them as a reliable source to sponsor. Um, again, I want to get your uh, thoughts. We covered it pretty well, but uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Chris Sabin for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I covered it a little bit in the start, but I mean, how? What's your excitement levels for this match? They're high because it's obviously going to be a hell of a match, but there's no way Gresham loses. So it's a very predictable outcome, which kind of takes me out of it a little bit. But, you know, the in-ring action is going to be stellar. So, you know, as I say, I think it's going to be the best match on the show. Um, You know, it might be a massive surprise and Sabin takes the title and then goes and defends it everywhere but I just can't see that happening Nah I think it's like we said Gresham is very much still a part of Ring of Honor even though the company's in a bit of disarray at the minute no one, no one really knows what's going on inside the company but Gresham until he's told that RH is no longer a thing he's going to defend that title he'll keep that title because ROH have plans for him, that much is clear. Yeah. Even though, obviously, I'm, I said before, I'm not overly familiar with Ring of Honor. I, of course, I know who they are, I know their history, I know, you know I can, I know uh, their story, but I, never, I didn't really watch it, watch it. Um, but again, I, I knew, I know that uh, Brian Danielson came through there. Tyler Black, of course, uh, Seth Rollins and Nigel McGuinness, so many more. Small Joe, you know, he came from there and went on a undefeated uh, run impact. Great stuff. I'm cool with that. Even Chris Saban, I, I know he's a former Bring of World Champion and Tag Team Champion and <laughs> everything else. But I don't see. Uh, Gresham losing, even though I'm a huge Chris Sabin fan. Always, always have been. Even though, again, I only became familiar with him around 2012 when he came back from his second ACL injury. Mm. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. But the fact he is back and is still one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. He, also, Chris Sabin is one of the most underrated wrestlers in wrestling in the world he doesn't get nearly enough love as he should be getting for his just natural ability Chris Sabin is 
super super yeah, good scene. He's tremendous. When um, the Motor City Machine Guns came back at anniversary last year, um, I thought to myself, well, Saban don't look as good as he used to. Um, you know, Alex Shelley's carrying the team and all this. And then when Shelley left, um, which I'm bitter about, I'll, I'll be honest, because he's he was saying how he's got to commit to his um, to his actual job, and now yeah. he's flying a flag for MLW. Uh, I'm sure there's a situation there, but it didn't really sit right with me. Anyway, Saban, uh, when he went on the singles run, he was having the best match on every show. I couldn't believe how good Chris Saban still is. You know, yeah. um, and he's he's been with the company since 2003. You know, obviously on and off, but yeah. he's one of the longest serving people there. And the fact that he's still as good as he was back in 2003 is just, he's a marvel as far as I'm concerned. No, I, I can completely agree with all of that. I, uh, again, we've talked about on the, uh, on the main show a couple of times I've been on there. But, uh, it seems like fans in the States, their favourite of Machine Guns is Alex Shelley. Like in uh, in North America and over here, it seems to be Chris Saban. <laughs> because, uh, because I think mainly because obviously uh, TNA, you know, they, I forget why out, TNA landed over here, but they weren't as big until they hit 2012, which is when Chris Saban was around. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been a part of it, but you know, this card is going to be insane. And I think. Yeah, we're coming to yeah, it's nearly close to the final ten, and now it's the final ten. Let's go uh, into our hard to kill predictions. I'll go through. I'll go match by match, and um, give your prediction. I'll give mine, and we'll go from there. So we'll start off. Uh, Knockouts Ultimate X, which is Ellen Lady Frost, Jordan Grace, Tasha Steeles, Charlie Green, and Rosemary. Who's your winner? Tasha Steeles. Interesting. Yes, um, I've been thinking about this a lot. I can't see. Jordan Grace winning purely because these, she's the digital media champion. She doesn't need um, the win at the moment. Um, I'm thinking they tease tension between Jordan and Rachel during the match. Rosemary, she doesn't need it, honestly. Decay are so over, she doesn't need a championship. Um, Lady Frost has just come in. Uh, I'm sure they've got plans for her. Um, further down the line, but right now, uh, I just can't see her winning this high pro high profile of a match. And Chelsea, she could win it, um, to be fair. But I'm I'm going with Tasha. After her performance in Knockouts Knockdown, those three great matches she had in one night. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Tasha's Tasha's night. So I've I've looked at this. Is wrestlers so many times and I just can't pick one. But if I have to pick one, I'm I'm kind of going with Lady Frost. I think coming in, make an impact. Tasha again. Tasha is like Tasha is a very very close second and probably will win. But I th- I think they might, I just think Lady Frost is a. Unique shout and something that 
it might surprise a few people. But who knows? I mean, Lady Frost is the only one, even though it was official, has competed in a Ultimate X style thing. Okay. Lady Frost, Lady Frost on the Independent uh, had a tag team match with, with um, her her husband, the Savage Gent. They had a kind of it was like a metal bar going across the ring, corner to corner, and it was it's on their on their Twitter page, but. Sorry, maybe that context experience. Who knows? Just a, um, a tangent, Craig. Have you seen the match that inspired the Ultimate X? It was an IWA Mid South match, CM Punk versus Chris Hero, oh. and um, they were doing this match, and they, their goal was to basically tear the building down because it was the it was their last time in the building before it got knocked down, um, nice. and they hang they had excuse me. They hung the, the championship from this girder, uh, which went across the ring, and they broke all the ladders. So they had to climb this beam to to try and get to the championship, and they were fighting on it. And yeah, from what I understand, that is the match that inspired Ultimate X. That's... Well, so I never knew that. Nice little, fun little sojourn into my, my yeah. weird wrestling memory. I have nearly seen an Ultimate X live in person, not of Impact though. There's a local 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 promotion called uh, Pro Wrestling Live, and they had an Ultimate X match. It they, they also own Impact turnbuckles, proper Impact turnbuckles. I've seen them on their ring. Mm. Maybe, I don't know how they got them, but it's it was interesting because it was it was ropes. It wasn't cables. It was ropes. Yeah. Which I don't think worked very well for them. That's what the first Ultimate X was, wasn't it? It was Ring yeah. Rats. Mm. Yeah. It was maybe in because I think Michael Shane won the very first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, against Kazarian and Chris Saban, funnily enough. Yes. Yes. Well, <clears throat> the second matchup we have Dion Peraza versus Mickey James for the Knockout World Championship in Texas Death Match. Who's the winner for that? Ah, oh, this one's hard. Um, it could go either way, but I'm going to say Diana. I'm writing these predictions down, by the way, Craig, and the, yeah. the loser buys the beers. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going with Diana too. Okay. I think Mickey, I think it's more of a... Mickey's had her run. It, you know, she proves that she can still do it. But if they're, what if they're looking for, someone's going to stick around and really go for it and have... Especially with this, uh, when 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 I take all match against Roxy coming up, you know the Ring of the Rainers Championship is great. Yeah, you know, it's got a lot of history. I understand that. But if you want an impact, you kind of want to be in for the for the knockouts title as well. Absolutely. Kind of want you want you want that title involved in it as well. The the only way I can see Mickey winning is if they do Deanna versus Roxy, and Roxy takes um, the. Ring of Honor Championship, and she has the the Triple A Reina de Reines, and then they do winner take all the third match with uh, Mickey and Deanna, maybe in a cage or something. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, for the it's time for the Impact World Championship. Moose versus Matt Cardona versus W Morrissey. I think we're both good on this one. Yeah, Moose. There we go. Uh, Josh Alexander versus Jonah. Who have you got on that one? 
this one is again it's difficult because josh is in a rebuilding phase so he he needs to to win matches but this is jonah's first big match in impact i can't see him losing i'm gonna have to predict a no contest some sort of double double dq or something and and it it would piss people off but, but, I mean, it keeps both men strong and they can come back with another match where you get a definitive winner. Yeah, maybe I... I don't... Oh, it's so frustrating yeah. because I... I can see both winning and both of them kind of need this win. I mean, Josh a little bit less than Jonah. Jonah for, has some more to prove. Josh... You know, he's over with the impact crowd, but an, a loss in his first big match could like send it in a, send, send it in a down direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jonah on this one. I just think okay. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's saying tough, it, isn't it's, it. This one's difficult. It's very tough because Jonah. We don't know if he's sticking around after Hard to Kill, and you really have him losing to the guy who's trying to make the world champion. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with Jonah. I'll, I'll say Jonah. I think. Yeah, I, before I change my mind, I'll stick with Jonah. <laughs> they're going to have a, a few matches, aren't they? They're not going to have just one match, and then Josh can get his win back, I guess. Yeah, that'll yeah. make sense. Hopefully, because Jonah's a Great, yeah. Um, a 10-man ten, ten hardcore war. We have the Go Brothers and Violet by Design versus Rhino, Eddie Edwards, Heath, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. Who have you got on that? I'm going to go with the Babyface team. Um, I think there'll, there'll be some sort of incident uh, where so, you know, something goes wrong between Violent by Design and the Good Brothers. Yeah, they're, they're even them having a title match, tag team title match down the line. I, I see the the baby faces taking advantage of that and uh, and winning the match. Yeah, I I think I agree based on the fact that VBD won at the last show. They did, yes. So I think it's yeah, especially with Eddie on the team. Eddie, yeah. I, th- I think it will be, uh, I guess it's Team Rhino and Team Heath. I guess that's who I had me and with. Yeah, yeah, Team Heath and Rhino. All right, uh, so now the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. The Inspiration versus the Influence. I wonder if in this match the the losers have to lose an eye and the winners get an extra eye. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, how they're going to do this. In, but in, not in that case... If that's the stipulation, I'm going with the inspiration. Okay. I yeah, I again I have to agree because I I just I just love the inspiration. Like I probably might lose, but no, I think it's I think they're gonna break the record. They'll break EY and ODB's record and it's the inspiration. Yeah, I'm with you there. They, I mean the fact that a man has the record for the longest women's tag team championship reign it was i mean it was dark times but 
yeah, that, that needs to be broken. And the inspiration of the perfect team to do that. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> now it's time for the X Division Championship. Trent McGalvin and Steve Macklin. Again, I think we both agreed that it's Macklin. Yeah, um, we've already gone into it. Macklin takes the belt and Trey wins it back further down the line, like six months down the line. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we both, we both agree on uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Chris Saban, correct? That's yeah. Gresham yeah, winning. Absolutely. Gresham all day long. Okay. So that is that for another week. You have our hard to kill predictions. You've heard our thoughts on RH and everything else coming in and out. Uh, we've even thrown some breakfast for you on what I thought would be a highly impact-based show. But yeah, that's it for episode four. Uh, this yeah, you can don't forget you can catch us here, there, and everywhere. We have a new Facebook page, talking bloody nonsense. You can uh, come in and like it. You know, uh, interact with us here, there, everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Sounder, Spotify. And wherever else you podcast, I've been the MIC. He's been Nixon, and will continue to be, to be Nixon. Until next time, goodbye, my friends. Take care, guys. <laughs>